Hello, and thank you for tuning in to this week's personal growth and development episode with Edward Brown, your favorite life coach. Now, although Edward Brown would be an English name, fortunately, I'm from Memphis, Tennessee, so I sound like this. Um, Guys, I'm so excited about sharing this with you. This episode this week is titled The Power of Influence. Um, We're going to talk about how all things influence all things. And so if your life is going great, great, listen up, um, see if there's bits and pieces of this that's beneficial to you. and, And then I want you to share it with somebody that it's focused on personal growth and development as well. Um, share it with anybody you think it would be beneficial to, because if you are listening to this, you are focused on personal growth and development. And so you are the change agent that is going to use this tool and to help people. So let's get right into it. Every single thing in your life, okay, every person, every conversation you have with that person, every song you listen to, every meal that you eat, your diet is huge. Um, everything that you watch with those eyes and everything that you think with that mind, it influences how you feel about your life. Okay, everything influences your perception on your life. And your perception is how you view what you view. Um, I tell my clients all the time, your perception is simply how you view what you view. It's how you perceive things. And it's so important. And it's one of the biggest essentials to you understanding your life. It's, a, it's how you gain a better understanding of the things in your life and their impact and their influence and what they're meant to teach you. And so um, it, it's huge, okay? Um, and it's my philosophy and my practice that by simply changing the things in your life, you can directly change the status of your life. Uh, you can adjust your circumstances by simply changing how you view your life. Now, if you can change how you view your life, you can change how you do your life, right, class? Right. So, um, Step one, okay, with that pen and paper that you got right here, I want you to take note and write this down, the goal, okay? The goal is, in fact, change. Now, even though most people would say, I like myself and I'm just looking to explore myself and grow myself and, and know more about myself, okay? Growth, oh, growth, okay, you follow me here, is change. Uh, there is no way around it. If I turned you into a circle and I said, okay, we're just going to grow this circle and we're just going to um, find out a little bit more about this circle, we would be changing the circumference of that circle. And change is the goal. So um, I want you to write that down. The goal is change. Now, in order for us to reach that goal, in order for us to generate that change, we must take a note of all of the constants in our lives. We must identify the the things we're doing most consistently. So step two, on that sheet of paper that you're holding in your hand um, or in the notes section of your phone, if you're using a phone, that's cool too. I want you to write down everything that you are aware of that you do daily, weekly, monthly. Um, I say aware because there's a lot of things that we do that we we do them so often we we might not even know that we're doing them. But um, again, if you maintain the right perspective, you will always be aware of what you're doing. So um, I, I want you to, and if you don't write them all down right now, that's fine, but just be thinking along the lines with this, okay? And listen to me, follow along with this so that when we get off of here, you know exactly what to do. Um, for most people, um, you're, you're going to, as soon as you start writing, you're going to start thinking about the things you know you need to stop doing, like smoking a pack a day, okay? Cut the crap, chief, okay? 
you need to cut that out, okay? You're going to kill yourself. Smoking is not good, okay? If you're thinking about, oh, I need to stop having a glass of wine a night or a glass or two. I need to stop going to happy hour with the company once a week. I need to stop smoking weed at the end of the night. I need to do more and not waste all my time getting high, right, on whatever you're doing. Um, whatever your, your vice is, don't get caught up on it. I want you to just write it down. Okay, look at it like every other behavior that's on that list. You already know how you feel about that thing. So don't let that sidetrack you. Don't let that change your perception on your life. Okay, don't get caught up in it. Write it down just like everything else because I don't want you to lose sight of all of the other behaviors. I don't want you to lose sight of the little things that you've probably been overlooking because you already know how you feel about whatever your vice is, um, but you don't know how the things that you're unaware of that you're doing might be affecting you. And so in order for us to train the perception or train our perspective, we need to gain a better perspective. So I just want you to take a deep breath uh, and then just write down everything that comes to mind. Don't judge it. Just write it down um, because we're going to be using that later. Now, once you're uh, let me share this with you. When I did this, because I practice what I preach when I did this. I noticed that when I wear my kimono, yeah, I wear kimono. Um, I always thought it was cool. I uh, felt like Bruce Lee or something. Take a shower, put your kimono on. It's just official, right? Um, when I take and I put on that kimono uh, versus when I take my shower and I just, you know, put on underwear or something, I am so much more productive. You know, I, I make sure there's no dishes in the sink. Um, on top of everything I've done with my day, if I have to type up a document, respond to some emails, reach out to some clients, um, generate some new business ideas, whatever it is that I need to do before I go to bed, I'm just like 10 times more likely to get that done. And I don't know why that is, but I think it's because of how I feel in that kimono. Um, and I just, I noticed that from doing this and that was one way that it was beneficial to me. So um, that's why I say just, take note of everything that you do in your life because you're going to have everything that you do is going to generate some type of feeling. You're doing it for a reason. Okay. Um, now once that list is compiled, you'll have a different perspective on your life. Okay. You will become essentially the boss that's looking to hire a candidate. Um, and your routine and your goals, uh, your routine and, and, uh, everything that you're doing, your habits are basically like your resume, right? And you're the boss that's looking out. You'll see yourself and you'll wonder, would I hire me? Man, I need to fix this stuff. So, right, we're going to change it so that you would definitely hire yourself. Um, it's, all, it's always a good idea also to just see yourself on paper, man. It's great for your uh, perception of self. It, it's great for you remaining uh, self-aware, <laughs> which is huge. Um, you ever talk to somebody that's not self-aware and you don't even know if you should say something because you might, like, burst their whole life bubble because they have no idea um, how their actions are, are being perceived. Anyway, um, I guess that would be step three. And now we're going to go on to uh, step four here. Um, now that you have your list of all the different elements that make your life formula what it is, um, I want you to take that list and I want you to cross out three things. Um, I want you to think about these three things and I want you to pick them with the goal in mind. Now, if you're skeptical of this exercise and you think uh, this crap doesn't work, okay, you can pick three small things, okay? Just pick three pick three things. And the bigger the thing that you cut out, obviously the bigger effect you're going to feel from this. But I promise you, uh, no matter how small the thing that, that you change is, it carries weight. 
and you will feel that weight adjusted. Now, if it only cuts out 0.7 pounds, it might not be as good if it cuts out five pounds, right? So if you're thinking about it in the body, if, you know, if you're eating something that has salt in it and it's making your water retention go up and you're walking around with an extra five pounds, you cut the sodium out, what do you do? You shed five pounds. If you're having a piece of Starburst every day and it's a year, you know, all the Starbursts you eat in a year don't make you gain a pound, you not eating that one Starburst isn't going to equal the change that you probably want to see. So like I said, keep the goal in mind. Um, now, uh, when you take these things out of your life, when you start to experience that change, I want you to take note of how you feel. Here we go with the journaling again, right? Um, I want you to take note. I want you to write it down, if you will. Um, and, and these changes might not be so easy to recognize. They wouldn't have been easy to recognize because you were just caught up in the vicious cycle of doing it, the cycle of monotonous, the, 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 the just doing it because you've been doing it. Um, I want you to not fall trapped to that. I want you to be more aware, be more conscious and aware of what you're doing. And I want you to be more conscious and aware of how you're feeling. I want you to be more conscious and aware of how you're feeling and how that's affecting what you're doing. This is how we take the wheel, okay? Um, I say life is like the sea, right? And you, you are the ship and you are the captain of the ship. And unless you're um, aware and conscious of everything that you're doing, you're not the one driving the ship, you know? The impulses are, the, the, the triggers are. And so let's get into the why. Why are we doing this? What is this about? Why is this important? Why do I care? Um, this is easy to understand. The why is easy to understand when you think about momentum. And no, I'm not talking about mass times velocity momentum. I'm talking about um, like the snowball effect, right? Oh, um, here's an example. If you watch The Office, you know who Kevin is. Now, I love The Office. So um, I thought this example fit uh, pretty well. Kevin went and got his car fixed. Okay? He went to a mechanic in Scranton, Pennsylvania that um, I guess was Hispanic and he didn't speak very good English. And so Kevin thought it was so cool that the mechanic didn't speak very good English. And so he only used the essential words to communicate his point. And um, he thought the guy and him saved a lot of time. So Kevin said, I'm going to start doing this all the time, man. This is great. So Kevin goes into the office and he starts talking baby talk. That's what everybody said. They thought he had a concussion. I don't know what's wrong with this guy. Why is he talking like this? Pull him in the office and Kevin say, um, why say many word when few word do trick? You know, you know how Kevin talks. And uh, they said, because, you know, you need to use all your words. It's not appropriate to not uh, speak in full English. And then Kevin goes, um, even if you are saving, they told him, even if you are saving time, you're only saving an incremental amount of time. And to which Kevin replied, many small change make big change. And that caveman English was 100% correct. Um, that's how momentum works. That's how the snowball effect works. And so um, I always talk about the snowball effect with my clients and I just tell them it's something that originally uh, starts start small insignificance. It's not insignificant. It is small in its significance, but it builds upon itself, right? Becoming larger and becoming more significant. Um, oftentimes, we think of it as like a downhill spiral, a flake of snow growing into a snowball, growing into like a, a boulder of snow causing an avalanche, right? Destruction. 
But when we use it for good, I promise you, this is how greatness is built. One good decision at, at a time. This is how, like, if you're building up your body, it's, it's making one healthy decision at a time. It's not going and throwing out everything unless everything in your house is junk. It's just every time you get the opportunity to eat, if you're eating out, you pick the healthiest thing. Then you look healthier. It's just, it's just that simple. Because no one meal is going to make you super healthy. And no one bad thing is going to make you super bad. But consistently doing anything makes you you're a product of your consistencies, right? And um, that leads me to the next point. Why? Habit formation. Habit formation and the repeat behaviors are, are a product of some uh, motivating influence. And the things you do. Um, are actually less of a conscious decision that you're making, but it's a habit. I mean, we're, we're really creatures of habit. And so I, you have to understand habit and, uh, and, and understand what I call the habit loop. Okay, there's normally a cue or what most people would call a trigger. You're on Instagram, you see everybody wearing these fashionable sandals and you get on fashionova.com or, you know, you get on uh, Amazon and you order this phone case you keep saying advertise. You you see this Pizza Hut commercial over and over again and you start to crave the pizza. So you break out the Uber Eats app. Um, these are the responses to the trigger, right? The trigger was a thing that you saw. The response is a thing you did after you saw it. And the why behind that is the reward, okay? If you eat the cheesy pizza, you're going to get that reward sensor going off. If you order something, you're going to feel rich and, and in the know, and you're going to feel like you're a part of the trend. So you're, you're going to get that reward sensor going off. And, and you know, if you buy whatever it is that you're doing, you're going to get that reward signal going off. And so you might say, okay, I'm going to think about all my habits now and I'm going to change all of them. Um, that would be great. Um, but if you go into it and you say, I'm going to create all of these new habits without changing the old ones, uh, that's a bad idea. Okay, Habits are the framework our life is built on. Um, so understanding them really gives you the power to uh, a change, right? It gives you the power to effectively change the habits and then you switch the habit to be towards a goal and then you reach the goal in stride, baby. It don't even take effort. All of your behaviors are towards your goal and so it keeps you on the way to your goal, right? Um, so don't look at creating all these new habits before you think about replacing or fixing the old ones because once you've learned something, you can't unlearn it. So what are you going to do, you know? Uh, once you got something uh, that, that has become a habit, the best thing you can do is change the response to it. So if your goal was to lose weight, right? I, as a health coach, I also help a lot of people um, with their uh, health. And as a trainer, same thing. So let's use the body, right? If you are trying to get slimmer and you watch three hours of TV a day, but you work out one hour a day. Now we did that formula. We know that we're watching more TV than we are working out. Now the benefits of the workout should be much more uh, beneficial than whatever the side effects to the sedentary sitting and watching TV. Nothing against TV, but you don't do anything. You know, you just sit there. And sometimes that's good because you need to relax. But if when you're watching TV, you see 10 commercials about order this food, eat this food, yum, 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 $5 bucket, right? And you come up with, instead of going over to the fridge or breaking out the Uber Eats app or being tempted to eat something bad, you say, I'm going to do one push-up. I'm going to do two crunches. I'm going to do three jumping jacks. Every time I see a commercial or something that is away from my goal so that I don't crave the things that I know that I don't need because they take me away from my goal. I'm going to come up with a different response to the trigger. Boom. Now what you're still going to get now exercise feels good to the body doing what you're supposed to do. Man, 
You ever done what you're supposed to do? You walk around feeling like, hey, how you doing, man? I, I recycled today. I'm saving the world. You know, you just walk around with this sense of fulfillment. Um, so you're going to get a greater reward sensor going off. It's going to ring a little bit longer. And um, good uh, equals good and bad equals bad. Good comes from good and bad comes from bad. So you do good, you share good. You know, if you do bad, you share bad. And so you start a new trend. And we need more people in the world that's starting a trend of goodness. Again, if you're focused on personal growth and development, thank you so much for tuning in, of course, to your favorite life and wellness coach, Edward Brown, who is, of course, not English. He's from Memphis, Tennessee. I love you guys. I'm going to be tuning in soon or or creating a new episode soon. So um, share this one and wait up for the next one. Peace. How you guys doing, man? It's Ed. I'm so excited to be talking to y'all. I'm going to walk home from my workout and I was just thinking, why do I work out so hard? Why do I wear the brand Nike when I work out? And what is that all about? And so I, I thought about it. So when I originally started working out, I was wearing wife beaters, you know, old high school um, promo shirts and pep rally shirts that I'd cut up to show more muscle that I didn't have. And, and Hanes sweatpants, Fruit of the Loom sweatpants, um, regular Nikes. Now, I always had Nike on my feet because my feet were certified. You know, I had a track background. I could jump real high and I always trained in Nike. It was like a statement of um of where i was at i never believed in wasting money i never believed in having on brands that i didn't have the skill to show the why i deserved to wear because i grew up with a single mom and so anytime i got my practice cleats or my game cleats i knew it was a sacrifice and so i had to show my mom how much i appreciated how i played in them how, how serious i took the game it wasn't a oh um to keep me interested in this give me some nice cleats it was like no if you're really interested in this I'm going to spend the money to make you look good. But if you're not really interested in it, I'm not going to waste my time or my money. You know what I'm saying? And I think that was um, very instrumental into my upbringing. But I train so hard. And it's a combination of Bruce Lee and Power Rangers and action figures and Batman and Bruce Wayne. And you know what I mean? And so it's, it's everybody all combined. Um, Bill Goldberg and, and the wrestlers. Because when I was growing up, we grew up in different neighborhoods. Um, we lived in different neighborhoods rather that outside was gang members and outside was drug dealers and where I grew up that drug dealers were the action figures and the entrepreneurs and the motivational speakers and because we there was a, a large amount of have-nots in concentrated areas and the haves were glorified just naturally that they, they required attention because that was your hope that was your inspiration it didn't matter the source it mattered the inspiration and so um, we focused we looked past the the source of their uh, income and we looked right at the uh, motivation to gain income that they served as and so I had to be raised by Power Rangers and I had to be raised by you know Bruce Lee and karate and Chuck Norris and and wrestling and action figures because that was my mom's effort to keep us entertained and safe on the inside and we went outside you know it was wolves everywhere and we were well-dressed sheep you know what i mean uh we, we were in a sense wolf in sheep clothing um but because we looked like sheep because we appeared to have a sense of love and community and we only played with each other and everybody around us had a different mentality to the other wolves we look like sheep but in reality everybody's a sheep and some of the sheep just tend to act like wolves and that's not right either and then you do have the stalkers the evil ones who um, are really wolves in plain wolf clothing, if you have the true perspective, or they are really wolves in sheep clothing. And so the point is, 
you got to earn something, man. I wear Nike right now when I work out because that's how it all started, you know. I told my mom, I'd rather wait all year and get the one pair of shoes I want than to get a pair of shoes right now so that I have a new pair of shoes on my feet so I don't look like I need shoes. So I'd rather take better care of the shoes that I got right now and wait until I can get the pair of shoes that I want instead of getting a pair of shoes that I don't want and treating them like crap. Um, it's about appreciation. And so when you dedicate, you appreciate. When you dedicate your time to something, your skills that you're dedicating that time to is appreciating in value. And so for me, I put these, I have check marks all over from the shoes to my, not my headband, <laughs> but from the shoes to my, to my shoulders, it's Nike everything. And that's because I believe that the elite performers like LeBron James, Serena Williams, um, uh, look, look throughout history and, and Michael Jordan and everybody that was endorsed Bo Jackson, uh, freak athletes, uh, true athletes, and then Nike in itself and its history and the hustle, selling shoes out of a trunk, the motivation behind that, um, that fuels me, you know, so I'm, I'm proud to represent a brand that is proud to represent a brand like Colin Kaepernick. I'm proud to represent a brand that stands behind its athletes. I'm proud to train as hard as I do in Nike. I'm not saying I wouldn't train as hard in Adidas. Now, if I was endorsed by Adidas, you know, I would have to train hard in Adidas. But uh, Adidas or, you know, Adidas has been around since Adolf Hitler time. And you do a little bit of history on that. I mean, if that makes you proud to wear, it makes you proud to wear. There's nothing wrong with it. Ain't nothing wrong with it, you know. But I personally was thinking about why do I work so hard? What is this all for? And it's really to pay retribution. It's really to show appreciation. It's really for return on investment for my mom's sacrifice you know um these are my natural passions and when somebody sacrificed their income or their time to to help you grow your passions even in a even in the form of a uh, power rangers um do this after school karate video that on vhs you know i mean i appreciate that um the james brown tapes my mom used to give me uh james brown and uh she got me a michael jackson uh tape for my <laughs> recorder because i was just a different kid you know but it's all about appreciation and i think we show appreciation we don't say what we appreciate we show what we appreciate and it's an undying commitment to just the same way the the, the commitment to showing love it's a debt that can really never be repaid because it's, you're paying it because it needs to be paid and you can never pay it enough you know to those that really deserve your love you can never really pay them back enough um and so everybody needs love and some people don't act like they're deserving of it or appreciative of it but truth be told everybody needs love and so and one of the best ways you can show love is by showing appreciation for the love that's been shown to you. The reciprocity is more important than almost anything else um, if you want that love to, to continue in your life. Anyway, these are just some quick thoughts as I'm walking home from the gym in the rain here in New York City where it's been raining all day. Um, your favorite life coach, man, Ed Brown. Peace.